Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Careers You Did Not Know About podcast. I am the host, Dave Kosminski, and we will be discussing the future of the water and wastewater industry and the people that run it. Uh, and today's guest, this is our episode number three, and uh, we just launched it, uh, launched this episode uh, two weeks ago, and we're very excited about it. And our uh, guest for our third episode is Mr. Bill Sullivan, who is a supervising engineer from the Department of Public Health Water Supply Section. And uh, welcome, Bill. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fine. There's uh, sun shining outside. It's a little chilly, but, uh, uh, you know, spring is coming, <laughs> so they say. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm glad to be on with you today. Thank you very much for the invite. Well, thanks again. And again, Bill, this is uh, the whole premise of the Careers in the Water Industry podcast, I think, is uh, going to cover a wide spectrum of, uh, you know, uh, what it takes to run a water and wastewater system, and um, who would who would be the uh, a man better than you to describe uh, what it takes to get into this business? So tell us a little bit about your day job. All right, great. Um, so I'm a supervising sanitary engineer with the um, uh, Environmental Health Drinking Water Branch. My my uh, primary responsibility is um, the certification of water system operators. I also deal with backflow prevention, cross-connection control compliance. Uh, we'll get into that as, as the sure. discussion goes on. But uh, um, making sure that uh, the folks that operate, the individuals who operate our public water systems, our community and non-transient, non-community public water systems are at the highest level. So it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting job. It's important work. Um, validating or verifying the competency of individuals as they go out there and perform this work, right, is necessary because it all links itself back to improving uh, public health and uh, compliance with the uh, drinking water quality monitoring and reporting regulations as well as standards. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much my day job. Uh, pretty important work, and, and I'm glad to be involved with it. Well, as you know, as I know, uh, and again, the, the important work that we all do, uh, we've been in the business a while, and there is uh, a, a looming, uh, what we call the the, uh, the gray tsunami, uh, which is uh, kind of invading our industry as long as as well as a lot of other uh, industries. And I think it basically, you know, boils down to there's going to be a lot of people retiring, and uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, need. Uh, for certified operators and people to get involved in the water and wastewater industry. So, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that if you can, and, uh, you know, we can go from sure. there. Well, um, you know, water operators are just like uh, hairdressers and doctors and, and uh, uh, lawyers and, and every other profession. Um, um, they're increasing in age, right? This, uh, this workforce, right, it's getting older. And so, um, uh, in my position, we, we get we understand we ha we collect uh, the birth dates of individuals, right? And so we performed an analysis back in 2008, and we performed another one just recently, uh, without looking at individuals' names or anything like that, but just looking at uh, essentially a data sheet with with uh, birth dates on them, right? Mm -hmm. And and it, it validates that very thing that. That, that the age of operators is, in, is getting older, right? And um, we've seen a transformation over the last, oh, say, 12-plus years uh, um, is uh, 
more operators are being assigned to more systems. So, mm-hmm. so um, uh, back in in '08, um, we had uh, um, you know 720 operators were assigned uh, to our classified water system facilities, and these classified water system facilities are are parts of a, a, a bigger public water system. They're the treatment plant and the distribution system. Mm-hmm. And so we had 720 assigned to those systems across the state, right? And uh, just recently, uh, 2000, end of 2021 assessment found that there were 445. Wow. So there's, that's a difference of 275 assignment changes and reductions, right? And so it means that more operators are being... Uh, charged with greater responsibility these days, right? And um, so that that's a big change. And we're also finding that the age of operators, uh, as I said before, is, is, is getting older, right? And so we're finding more operators working beyond age 65, the normal retirement age. Well, that's not normal anymore, right? right. Folks are working uh, into their 70s. And I can attest to that. A couple <laughs> operators in their 80s, right? Okay? Yes. So, um, you know, while the, there can be a potential impact upon their, upon their retirement on operations. So if an operator decides tomorrow, you know, I'm going to retire, right? Yep. Well, that's one less person out there collecting samples, or that's one less person out there uh, uh, performing meter readings, and that's one less person in operational responsibility of a public water system, right? Sure. Which could have an impact upon compliance, could yeah. have an impact upon... Um, you know, the maintenance of that water system, the operation and maintenance of that water system. And so we're concerned about that. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that there's avenues available uh, for individuals, young individuals, to get into the industry. And that's what you and I have been part of uh, for a great number of years now. Yes. With the Water and People Program uh, down there in Portland and other places. Yep. Um, and other things like that uh, to try to get folks involved, young persons involved, in this great industry, the, the, the water utility operation and maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to that, Bill, what, uh, and you've, you've alluded to uh, some of that in uh, when you came and talked to my classes and so forth, but, you know, what attracted you to the water industry, you know? <laughs> uh, well, you, you may have heard this story before, but I, it's, it's, a, it's a great story, and I love repeating it. Um, it's uh, my first uh, look at water systems goes way back to, uh, when I was a Cub Scout at Troop 25 at Lincoln Elementary School. There you go. Uh, in the Brit growing up. And my mom uh, was the den mother, right, for our little troop, probably a group of kids more, no more than 10 or 11. And um, she took us to the New Britain water treatment plant. Yes. Right? And we got, I got to meet with operators that day um, as a young man, uh, young little lad. Um, and I got to see coagulation basins and flocculation basins and uh-huh. sedimentation, right, and filtration and uh, chlorine injection things, and my eyes were bigger than one could imagine just looking at all that stuff. I, I, sure. I remember being that age and just seeing all that stuff and, and thinking, wow, this is great. I really want to, you know, get involved with something big like this. Uh-huh. And so... Um, you know, I, I did pretty well in high school and uh, with science and math and, um, you know, pre-calculus and, and trigonometry and algebra and yep. physics and chemistry. And I went on and I graduated from the University of Connecticut with a civil engineering degree. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so I was involved with 
you know, biology and chemistry and physics and lots of math. For a while there, I was a math major. I wasn't even an engineering major. I was a math major. Mm -hmm. And then I became a physics major. And then finally I turned it around and said, you know what, I'll stick the things together and become a civil engineer. So that's what I did. And um, right out of Right out of college, um, um, I went and uh, to the law, job library up at UConn, and I found this position available uh, for the state health department, uh-huh. um, who I work for now, and uh, within the the, um, the drinking water section. Yep. So I, I got a job there, and I've been there ever since. So 29 years now, uh, um, just a few days ago, became my 29th year. And um, I've progressed, you know, through through uh, the different uh, um, positions within the, the drinking water section, and here I am now, um, this many years later. Sure. Um, working with great, great people, great, great people. Well, congratulations on your 29 years. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, good time. You know, going back to the operators uh, again, Bill, maybe you can describe to our young listeners, hopefully, that, uh, you know, what... Uh, you know, what are the duties and responsibilities of uh, the various operators? Sure. I, um, you know, um, being involved with operator certification, we're certainly uh, aware of the uh, uh, the competencies, the things that they daily work at, um, and and it's important work. It's, it's everything from collecting samples, right, mm-hmm. um, supplying those onto the laboratory, or even doing field analysis for... Uh, things like uh, chlorine residual or or um, uh, pH levels, right? mm-hmm. okay, and understanding what those test results mean. Yes, um, it may be uh, simply uh, collecting meter readings and understanding uh, the flow of water right? mm-hmm. and the volume of water used um, and the volume of water supply. Right? Yeah, uh, and it may be. Things like conducting routine inspections of plant facilities. Sure. Uh, it may be understanding, uh, you know, the specifications of the system itself. Having sure. a detailed understanding of the pump or or the pump controls, right? Mm-hmm. Or the uh, chemical feed pump, right? Sure. Um, or the plans and specifications for the pipes that are buried underneath the ground, right? Yeah. Knowing where they go and who they supply water to. Sure. Right? And the fact that whether it's a groundwater supply or a surface water supply. Right. There are different sources of supply, and there are different qualities of water coming from each, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, uh, as you come to work each day, it's important work uh, to understand as you come into work and looking at all the data coming in. um, uh, Some of these operators uh, sit at computers, right, and assess data as it comes in through source control and data acquisition systems, data Mm -hmm. systems, right? And make decisions about the flow of water, right? Uh, turning pumps on and off, right? Our yeah. daily responsibilities associated with operators, right? So, uh, if you're going to break things down, it's it's one having that knowledge of the system components, uh, but it's also operating the system based on that knowledge. Sure. Establish plans and schedules, right? Mm-hmm. That they're involved with, complying with the regulations of Connecticut stage agencies, right? Uh, very important as to information as to how you report information into the uh, state health department mm-hmm. as uh, relative to the information that you supply to the public, right? At yeah. certain times, you may actually have to notify the public of uh, of emergencies, right, or uh, 
if a water system falls out of compliance, right? You have to let the public know so they, they can make the appropriate decisions relative to drinking that water. Yeah. And the last thing is verifying compliance and submission of reports. If I would put things in buckets, it would fall into those three things. The last thing is, you know, again, um, compliance and submission of reports that establish that your system's compliance with laws and regulations. So uh, very important as we all try to work toward complying with the uh, Safe Drinking Water Act. Yep, right. which your state um, statute, yeah. Exists, exists at the federal level, but then is uh, uh, rewritten into the regulations of Connecticut state agencies. And, and, and uh, an operator uh, would, have, would have that knowledge. A good operator would have, a, have that knowledge. So, sure. Yeah. Well, and it, too, is you're you're protecting public health, and uh, is that you know you can also uh, touch on your, your your other hat, so to speak, and your in, involvement with the uh, the the cross connection programs that you know each water utility is is required to have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I serve on a, on a on a couple different committees, um, and they're known as stakeholder groups. Okay, and so. Uh, the state, uh, my office, involvement with utility uh, uh, committees is important because sure. it helps drive the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have routine meetings with the uh, Connecticut Section AWWA Cross Connection Control Committee, mm-hmm. uh, as well as their Operator Certification Committee, mm-hmm. as well as the uh, um, the New England Water Works Association Operator Certification, as well as their Board of Backflow Prevention Cross Connection Control. So mm-hmm. these committees help drive the ship, at, uh, help direct us into how we administer the operator certification program, yep. right? We collect opinions from the certified operators that uh, participate and are members of these committees for years. I've, I've been on these committees uh, going back to 2002, yep. right? And so, um, um, you know, uh, our participation with them, uh, again, uh, um, you know, uh, helps us when we look at policies and regulation changes, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, very important to, to sit at the desk with the folks that we regulate. Sure. Uh, that we certify, right? So we understand the impacts upon the work that they, they conduct every day. So, yeah. You know, and, and one important. One of your also your your other hats. You also sit on the associated boards of certifications, okay? Which is one of the uh, uh, regulatory boards that uh, you know drafts the uh, you know the requirements for for certification and you know where the where the industry is going. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The um, um, it, it was my pleasure um, and continues to be my pleasure um, uh, to uh, to have served as a board member uh, with the Association of Boards of Certification. This is an international association of certification authorities yep. right, that develops validated examinations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and which is not an easy thing. So if, if you're going to go out there and develop an exam, right, that validates the competency of an individual to perform work, mm-hmm. right, um, um, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and it was my pleasure to have served on that board for four years and, and now they uh, refer to me as leadership, you know, uh, with the, with the association board certification, which inter- interesting enough, um, it's no longer the association of board certification any longer. It's now the Water Professionals International. See, it is, is a fifty-year-old institution, right? International Association of Certification Authority uh, that is just renamed um, to Water Professionals International, 
And again, they develop these uh, certification exams sure. for water and wastewater professionals. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, they set standards. Um, yep. I think you mentioned that before that they they set standards for certification authorities. Right, uh, actually help drive what we do as well. So it's another entity out there um, uh, with thousands of water operators represented, right, in the development of exams. So very sure. important. That, uh, we make use of those exams now. Absolutely. The state of Connecticut makes use of ABC, excuse me, WPI yep. examination, right, uh, for the certification of operators here in the state of Connecticut. Well, and, and your involvement on the committee was, was instrumental in, in you helping uh, me uh, and uh, along with, um, you know, Vicki Carrier is in, in, in drafting or crafting our uh uh, curriculum for the water and people class, you know, as far as what, yeah. the, what the target that, would be and so forth. And that, that experience that, uh, you being on that committee was invaluable for us. And, uh, you know, I, I feel very, very privileged to your involvement, uh, as you know, the, the health department as a whole has been just so supportive, uh, of the program. And, uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough on, uh, all of your involvement yeah. and your, uh, all the thanks, the thanks goes right back to you. Um, you know, talking about, Favorite memories, uh, I would say that uh, uh, administering the exams and, and uh, giving some of the kickoff speeches uh, to those uh, sure. courses given down there at uh, at uh, Portland High School. Yep. Um, um, uh, probably one of my favorite uh, professional uh, memories is, is is doing that very thing and meeting those young persons um, as they as they strive to to go into the water industry. Sure. Um, which was a national example. I yes, it was. Think, before um, Portland High School and that water people program that you'd helped develop, yep. Uh, I don't think there was another example across the U.S. where high school students Correct. were allowed to sit for a certification exam, right, right before graduation, right. Yep. And uh, um, and some of them passed the exam and became certified operators. So that 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 that. Uh, was one of my favorite memories. One of my favorite memories over the years. So well, and I think you know the the work that you guys did with the health department to you know make allowances to, for that to happen. Um, you know, I think uh, and, and one of the other uh, allowances or accommodate and the hard work that we put into that. And this gets into uh, you know the the avenues that people can get or you know students can get into was uh, we were able to develop a, a memorandum of understanding with the gateway program. Uh, okay, if you passed. Uh, uh, our water and people class and became certified as a water operator or, uh, uh, and so forth, it, it gave you advanced credit to their environmental 101 class. So that was a huge, huge benefit. And that, that uh, again, working with you and uh, Professor Wes Winterbottom from Gateway and so forth uh, was uh, 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 tremendous accomplishments. Yeah, a lot of good, good folks were in on that. Um, uh, Sebastian Agostino. Yes. Uh, the teacher down there, yourself. Uh, you mentioned before Vicki Carrier, who's, who's just a wonderful asset uh, to the state health department uh, and and her involvement uh, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, teaching at Gateway Community College. Um, just uh, just lots of good folks, you know, lots of feet, feet on the ground to make that thing happen. So, um, and again, I became a national example of, uh, how you become certified as a water operator. And we, I don't know if we got into this too much, but, you know, there are four different certification levels of treatment plant operator. Yep. Right? Each certification level has its own competency, right? 
And so those competencies align with the different complexities of treatment plans. So mm-hmm. if you're a class four treatment plant, right, if you own or operate a class four treatment plant, well, you have to have class four treatment plant operators, the highest competency uh, for treatment plant cer- uh, certification, right, um, versus a class one, right, yep. which may be a very small system, a single well, a couple of wells combined together, mm-hmm. right? Which may uh, may have only have one or two treatment unit processes, right? Know, uh, pH adjustment, uh, chlorine injection for disinfection, right? Something simple like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and that class one treatment plant uh, can be overseen by a class one treatment plant operator. Mm-hmm. So, the different uh, certification types and levels align themselves with the different classifications of treatment plants, right? And so, too, is is it with distribution systems, right? We have three class levels of distribution, class one, two, and three, Mm -hmm. and that's based largely on population size, right? It is based on population size. And so um, you must have an appropriately certified operator, class one, two, or three distribution system operator, operate that distribution system. Right. And that's how the laws are overseen. Mm -hmm. It's it's based upon your passage of a certification exam, and you qualify for that exam based upon minimum education and experience requirements, right? And mm-hmm. so I started talking about my day job. Well, my day job is reviewing applications, essentially, right, um, that uh, demonstrate to us whether that individual meets those qualifications, okay? Mm-hmm. And so there are four class levels of di- treatment plan operator certification. There are three class levels of distribution system operator certification, um, but there's also a thing called operator in training, yep. class one, two, three for treatment, and class one, two, three. Excuse me, class one, two, three, four for treatment, and class one, two, three for distribution. Operators in training are individuals who don't have the experience yet, but who have completed a certificate of achievement in water management mm-hmm. from a Connecticut community college, like Gateway Community College or Goodwin College. Right? Correct. Uh, those um, uh, those colleges right here in Connecticut have a, um, a credit program, yeah. right, uh, going through specific courses, right? I went through these courses sure. <laughs> when I first got hired back in 1992. You and me both. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, went through the certificate program. Um, and you complete that program, right? Then you can sit for any one of the certification level exams at an OIT level, yep. right? And, um, you know, uh, you could walk in and apply for a job, right, and show and demonstrate, listen, I passed the certification exam. Sure. I demonstrated, you know, competency um, with water system operations through completion of the certificate program. So that's an avenue right. into becoming certified operator, just like the um, um, uh, the water and people program was, yep. right? Yep. Different avenue, different way to demonstrate to sit for the small water system operator yep. certification exam. Yep. Um, so we have in all, 22 different certification types and levels mm-hmm. right, to becoming certified as a water system operator. Sure. Okay? And um, um, I just thought I'd talk about that uh, to hopefully develop some interest in the young uh, listeners here today. Yes. Um, that, you know, there is an avenue for you, be, you to become certified. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you have questions about that, you can send a simple email to dph.op. C E R T at symbol ct.gov. I'll say that one more time. It's dph.op, C E R T 
at symbolct.gov. There you go. So the email address, mm -hmm. right? or you can certainly call me at 860-936-1266. Again, it's Bill Sullivan. <laughs> um, and um, if you have questions, we'd be happy to answer them and, and hopefully develop with you an sure. interest in becoming certified as a water system operator. Absolutely. Well, back when you and I started, I think the, the only program to go on was the Gateway program. Okay, um, and now since mm -hmm. then, Goodwin has initiated uh, a, a program, and also I think Southern has also initiated. Jim Flynn down at uh, from uh, Regional Water uh, is is uh, spearheading a, a program down at Southern. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot more opportunities now uh, than you and I had back in the day. Yeah, utility operations and management. Uh, listen, uh, what a great great career. Um, and, you know, it's a solid position. Uh, most folks uh, re refer to it, you know, uh, and talk about it as a solid position, uh, something with benefits, someone with decent pay, right? Um, but it, I like to look at it from the aspect of uh, this is something you feel good about at the end of the day of mm -hmm. what you've done. Sure. These individuals are responsible for providing a safe, high-quality uh, Source of water for drinking, right? Yep. Uh, to 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 the all the citizens of the state of Connecticut. Sure. Uh, because you may be at your own home on your own well, right? mm -hmm. but you do send your kids off to school. Well, absolutely. Um, and that would that would be classified as a non-transient, non-community public water system, right? Yep. Or you yourself may go off to a job, um, right, on its own well water supply. Mm -hmm. right? Or or uh, you may go out to dinner every once in a while, right? Uh, some restaurant somewhere on its own well water supply. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, everybody, just about everybody, makes use of public water. And it's important that the people, right, um, who perform operation and maintenance on these systems, right, uh, be certified. There's a necessity for certification, right? Uh, they minimize public health concerns. They maximize operation and performance of treatment plants and distribution systems. They ensure safety. They improve compliance. Right? Yeah. Uh, these are many of the tangible things that certified operators uh, bring to the plate, if you will, right, uh, for the operation of our public water system. Sure. You know, and, and these, these careers, too, are, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, obviously in the day of automation and so forth, these careers are, are something that you can't outsource. Uh, you have to have boots on the ground, uh, you know, to yeah. run these plants, to, you know, because you've mm -hmm. got basically a distribution system out there that needs maintenance. You're going to have leaks. You're going to have this. And it's not something that you can, you know, uh, you know, outsource to some offshore, <laughs> you know, entity as far as that goes. So they're, they're very secure positions. Uh, and they're, you know, like you say, well paid. And uh, it, it's definitely a career that is... Uh, uh, would be phenomenal for, for, you know, kids coming out of high school, getting into college and so forth. And a lot of the careers, as far as in relation to careers, you, you don't need a college degree to get started in it, too. You know, so that's, that's the other opportunity. Yeah, you know what? Um, um, the minimum education qualification uh, right now is a high school diploma. Sure. Right? High okay. school level of education, okay? And, um, you know, in... Again, back to avenues, uh, um, some individuals uh, get a job, yep. uh, intern or entry-level position as an operator, yep. uncertified, right? yep. but they gain experience over time, right? And as they gain experience over time, right, and the knowledge, right, 
um, they then can sit for the certification exam sometime later. Sure. Right? That's one avenue that I, I spoke about. Yeah. Um, but I also spoke about before the operator and training avenue the, sure. through the Certificate of Achievement Water Management. Uh, there was the Water and People uh, program that, that was developed uh, yep. To, yep. to allow high school students to sit for the certification exam after completing, I think it was a 72-hour uh, contact hours yep. in, in, yeah, in high school, yep. right? Uh, where you were learning from uh, water professionals, water operators would come in and speak, as well as uh, um, uh, taking tours, <laughs> teachers and tours. You know, as great opportunities. So that's another avenue. Um, and so, you know, there's different ways to get there. There, there are indiv- there are allowances for individuals who don't have all the experience yet. Yeah, right? do have some experience in water system operations, but who have college level education in the sciences to use as a substitute for the other experience requirements. Sure. Um, such as an example, if you wanted to sit for the class three treatment plant certification exam, yep. right? And you had one year's worth of full-time treatment plant class three experience, but had a, uh, an engineering degree or a science degree, right? Sure. You could use those science courses, um, you know, in college, to substitute for the other two years' worth of experience to yeah. add up to a total of three uh, to become certified, to sit for that exam, pass the exam, and become certified. So there's different avenues and different allowances, and that's why I mentioned my phone number and my email address. Uh, should you have questions, uh, we got answers. We'd love to help you out. There you myself go. And my staff, you know, um, Fantastic. And, you know, that leads me to, you know, what is uh, a good operator? You know, what 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 makes me think of this individual versus that individual as a good operator, right? And, it, you know, the listeners today should should know that, you know, a good operator, and you, you, Dave, you're one of them, but my thought is a person with an inquisitive or an investigative mindset. There you right? go. Somebody who wants to know, who's good at math and good at science. And there you it's, go. It's just somebody that... that uh, is attention to detail, dot your I, cross your T kind sure. of personality. You tell me what you think a, a, a good operator would be. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and students getting into, uh, you know, the, the uh, career industry and the job market that are working for a utility, uh, you know, in, in like I say, I had Maureen Respick on from the Connecticut, president of the Connecticut Water Company. Most water utilities, okay, will pay to have your, uh, you know, further your education. So if you become, a, you come in to start in the workforce as uncertified, they will pay for your, your, your certification as you work and gain experience. So that's a huge benefit also you know, uh, to go from there. But, uh, yeah, these, uh, again, we're all getting older, Bill, <laughs> as far as that goes. <laughs> and, but yeah. great. So, Hey, before we wrap up, uh, tell me what you do for fun. What do you do for hobbies? Well, um, <laughs> uh, recently my wife and I uh, started swimming. Nice. Um, at, the, at the local high school. So, uh-huh. um, um, I was always a big swimmer back in, in my younger days and we just picked that up. And, uh, uh we also, we have a dog that uh, uh, needs to be walked. <laughs> okay. Day. So I get out there and do a lot of walking. Um, those are the things we like to do. We also like to travel a bit now that the, our kids are older and, and in college. Uh, we have a little bit more time on our hands. We're not uh, driving them to soccer games or, or lacrosse games, so we have a little time on it. We like to travel a little bit. That's Good. a lot of fun. So those are just some of the things that I like to do, you know, uh, um, and a lot of good memories from that. Oh, fantastic. Um, 
if I can comment on, on favorite memories a little bit more, um, you know, it's important. You know, we talked about um, you know, participating in the Water People course, uh, but also one of my favorite memories was uh, uh, being involved with issuing the um, the Merit Awards uh, from the Connecticut Department of Public Health. Oh, yeah. Uh, there okay. are a great, great number of operators sure. uh, that we've issued these uh, awards to. Yeah. And for recognition of their um, their work as a water operator. And um, good, good, good folks um, like Harvey Wall. I think he was our first yes. award winner many years ago. Yeah. Um, right on down uh, through, um, you know, all of the certified operators down at Groton Utilities. Sure. Right? Uh, we, we granted an award to them in bulk, right, yeah. because, of, because of their efforts relative to bringing a new treatment plant online. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, folks like Don Fisco and Victor Nigro. Oh, yeah. Ron Black. Oh, yeah. Um, Deb Ouellette, you know, Ray Oh, Burrell, yes. God. Chris Kaswara. Yeah. Um, Judy Simpana, just just great, great folks. Um, so we, you know, what again, what, one of my one of my greatest uh, memories professionally was being there to, uh, to um, you know, uh, grant them that award, that Certified Operator Public Health Merit Award. Yes. Uh, but also to educators. Yeah. Um, you know, Scott Bennett and John Pacino. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Morton, Wes Winterbottom. Yes. Um, Seb yeah. Augustino and yourself, Dave Kuzminski, you, sir, uh, received that Education Merit Award. Uh, I, I, was lu- I was lucky enough to be included in that bunch, and I really yeah. appreciate it. So, yeah. good. so, so talking about good memories, you know, a um, lot of good efforts by water operators and the educators behind them, um, and it's important that we recognize that, and we're going to continue to do that. Absolutely. Great, great, great memory yeah. there. Yeah, we got we got to refill this pipeline, <laughs> so to speak, literally. You know, yeah. this with this and knowledge base. So we anyway, um, uh, we just need young individuals with an inquisitive mindset, right? Uh, um, you know, uh, investigative mindset. Someone decent, decent skills, decent knowledge in math and science. Sure, um, who's, who's willing to take on this responsibility? Um, and um, you feel good at the end of the day of what the good work that you're doing. For uh, for your local for your state citizens, uh, absolutely. Right here in the state of Connecticut. Yep. Well, that's that's the whole premise of me launching this podcast is to make students aware, you know, that are in high school, in college, or even people that uh, you know are, are anticipating or considering a career change. These are uh, definitely uh, opportunities that uh, you know we need to 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 fill these these things. So. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey, Bill, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, again, uh, our guest for our episode three is uh, uh, Sanitary Engineer Supervisor from the State Health Department, uh, Head of Operator Certification, Mr. Bill Sullivan. So, Bill, thank you again and for participating, and uh, we will uh, be uh, keeping this ball rolling and pushing it ahead, and we can see if we can refill this uh, the pipeline with uh, with some certified operators for you. So, I'll be on behalf of all of us here here and the careers you didn't know about, and I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, and so stay tuned uh, for more uh, interesting guests uh, that are involved and the people that run the industry from not only the water but also the wastewater side. So, Bill, thanks again. I appreciate it. Hey, take care, Dave. You be well. See you, man.